Well, good morning, guys. It is a lovely morning here. I'm sitting down by the creek, so you might be able to hear that. It's also a bit windy, so I hope the wind isn't too much. But it's so beautiful out, I just wanted to sit down here. And we're going to pick back up this morning with Philippians 2. I'll read verses 5 through 11. We, we considered verse 5 yesterday, the idea that our mind... Uh, the, the mind of Jesus should be our mind or our, his attitude should be our attitude. The way we govern our lives should be the way he governed his life. Um, but let me just read you the whole thing together again. I'm going to read out of it a little different translation this morning, starting in verse 5. Your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped. But he made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Amen and amen. Well, um, Again, I just I can't tell you how stirring and beautiful I believe this this little passage is. I believe this is God's way of you know working all things out, and we see within it a pattern for living our lives that I, I believe is an anchor, an absolute anchor for our souls. Um, so let me just delve a little deeper in today in, into verse six. I think what I'll do is spend today on verse six, and then tomorrow I'll I'll, I'll deal with the the descending, the condescending of, of God, and then uh, and then on Friday the ascension part, and that'll get us through this section. Um, and again, I don't mean this to be a Bible study as much as a devotional, but I just feel like I could live in this passage. I, I feel like this is one of the passages in Scripture that if I just memorized it and dwelled on it, it could I could stay in prison with just this passage and it would feed me. Um, it's a prison passage for sure. But here in verse six, uh, Paul tells us that, that about, he's talking about Jesus and he says, uh, Jesus who being in very nature, God did not consider equality with God, something to be grasped. What is he meaning here? How does this matter to us? Well, um, he's essentially saying that, that while Jesus, uh, you know, Jesus is God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. They exist. They are one person in three, God in three persons. This is the mystery of the Trinity. And, you know, what he's really saying here is, is that Jesus didn't consider equality with God something to be grasped because he didn't have to grasp it. He is God. You know, you don't have to grasp. I mean, I don't have to try to be Jeff Henderson. I am Jeff Henderson. Well, there's other Jeff Hendersons, but you know what I mean. I am me. And by the grace of God, I am what I am. And it, I don't have to try to be me. I don't, I don't have to, to fight or compare myself to me. I struggle with comparing myself to other people, but not to me. I am me. And Jesus is completely himself, completely 100, 100% himself. And so he's completely secure in who he is. And he has the complete and total right to hold on to all that's his or to let go of what is his. And um, it, it, it ought to make a stop and say, wow, um, you know, what would it be like? I mean, who in the world would ever 
try to grab at equality with God. Who in the world would ever think this is a good idea? And I can almost hear the church lady from Saturday Night Live all day saying, Satan? You know, because that is the primary answer that we, we learn that, that Satan, this, this, this angel, this glorious angel called Lucifer, who is so, um, such a model in many ways of many ways of perfection, but he believes, uh, having been made lower than God, that, that he is worthy of, of equality with God. So he tries, attempts to, to, he essentially grasps at equality with God and he's cast out of heaven as a result of this and you go wow i mean satan did did anyone else and you go well actually the first humans that exist in the garden are instructed by god to have complete freedom in the garden except for one thing they shouldn't grasp at (laughs) the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and uh, satan of course because he's fallen he wants to have company he he entices them to to grasp it at uh, something they're not supposed to grab at and of course they they fall as a result and you go wow satan and adam and eve i'm glad you know uh, that didn't fall upon me but then you recognize the fact that that um, the bible says that we've all sinned and fallen short of god's glory we've all grasped essentially equality with god and fallen short in our grabbing for it and the rescue the redemption project of jesus coming to earth and descending to earth from heaven is because of our rebellion you know, when we are born into this world um, as products of Adam's original sin, in need of being saved by Jesus, essentially what we end up doing when we stand on our own two feet at some point in our lives in some way is we are essentially saying to God, I'm at least as qualified as you are of determining what's best for me. And when we rebel against God's will, we are essentially saying to God, I'm, I'm equal to you. That's the claim that we make. We're grasping at equality. And this is why the word repentance is so important. Uh, the idea of, of turning away from our path and turning to God's path is the idea of surrender and, and not trying to claim that we have the right to determine our way, but that God has the right you know, to do this. And so... This is what's being hinted at here in verse 6, that Jesus didn't have to grasp at this, but everyone else has. And um, the Bible then, uh, verse 7 then gets into the idea of what Jesus does with this, that he, he, even though he is fully God, completely empties himself of all that is rightfully his. The Greek word is the word kenosis, which is what this whole passage is, is known by theologians as. It's the kenosis passage or the self emptying of God, that Jesus takes all that is rightfully his and strips himself of all of these divine attributes. He's no less God in character and nature, but he strips himself of these attributes. So he's no longer able to be omnipresent. He's limited and his limitations are self-limitations. Nothing has limited him but his, his willingness to descend or to condescend into our, uh, into our world and to be, you know, in, in the flesh. And so we'll pick up tomorrow what it means for him uh, to to become fully human, what it meant for him and what it means for us. But for today, I just wonder whether it isn't appropriate for us to just pray a prayer of surrender, that we would not, we would quit grasping at trying to be God and just let God be God. And so, Father, we thank you in Jesus' name that you are the name above all names. 
and that we recognize that uh, the day is coming soon and very soon when all creation will bow down and acknowledge you as Lord. And we, we do. We acknowledge you as Lord. We are not worthy of equality with you. We are not, we are not uh, capable of even determining our own way. We have surrendered our lives to you. And for those of my friends who are out there listening who haven't, I just would encourage you even today to pray a prayer of surrender where you invite Jesus to be uh, the Lord of your life. He is a good God and he will lead you well. And so I pray you do that this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. And Maranatha.